Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today we're continuing our What's the Law Say series with a focus on Illinois. Uh, When we were thinking about this, I knew of only one person I wanted to ask to be our guest for Illinois, and that is my longtime dear homeschooling friend from Northern Illinois, Nikki Warren. But first, a note about this series before we get going. In addition to today's episode, I recently shared about the law in Wisconsin, and we'll be talking to a mom in Ohio very soon. And we would love to to do an episode about every state sooner rather than later. So if you are a veteran homeschooler from one of the other states who would like to come on and talk with us about the law where you live, send us an email at info at homeschoolloft.com. Now back to today's guest. Nikki has been married to her husband, Jeff, for 22 years, and she has Irish twins just like me, except that hers are a boy and a girl. Her boy is 21 and her girl is going on 21. Uh, Nikki worked in daycare before becoming an at-home mom when her children were born and began homeschooling when the kids were in first and second grade. Her son was homeschooled through eighth grade and then attended a local public school for high school. Her daughter was homeschooled all the way through and graduated in 2020. Nikki and I met virtually in 2008 after we had both joined an online forum for homeschooling moms. And we got together in real life with our daughters a few times as well. And now here she is today with us. Welcome, Nikki. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Nikki. (laughs) Hi, Jenny. Hey, before we get into stuff about the Illinois homeschool law. I'm going to ask Mm -hmm. you this great big question. (laughs) What led you to pull your kids from school and begin homeschooling them? Okay. Well, so as Tina said in the intro, my kids were um, very young when I pulled them. Um, I actually pulled them. I made the decision to pull them at the end of their kindergarten and first grade year um, Mm -hmm. because it it was towards the end of the school year. I didn't really feel it was necessary to like pull them out right now. Um, They had maybe about a month, two months left of school, which translates like three, four weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So so I I allowed them to finish up the school year. So we started the fall fresh, but um, there were some things that happened. Um, So my daughter at the time was kindergarten and she, I kid you not, she would come home and be like, when when can I get a bikini left? I need a bikini wax like her Her peers were doing. She wanted to know why she couldn't have a bikini wax like her peers. Oh my goodness gracious. Come on. And that was like 2007 or something. So we're not talking recent, right? We're not talking recent because like, like it's like Tina said, she's going on 21. So we're talking like 15. This was like 15. This wasn't like, you know, this was 15 years ago. Yep. Wow, we and yeah, and so I was dealing. So I wasn't really comfortable with like because I'm like, okay, this is kindergarten. Like I'm dealing with this already at kindergarten, right? <laughs> and I so I was kind of scared. Like, what am I going to be dealing with as we progress? Mm-hmm. And then, um, 
And then the other thing was the school, you know, had rules about what movies and you, they could see and um, you, nothing PG without parental consent. Mm. And they, I had, she came home one day, like one day she came home and she wanted to know um, the girl that was drowning if she was okay. And I'm like, what, what are we talking about? Mm. And she's like, she's like the girl that was drowning in chocolate. And I'm like, what girl, like, what are you talking about? Well, long story short, they showed the kindergartners, honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, wow. In, in art class. <laughs> Bizarre. Okay, irrelevant and inappropriate, yeah. of course. <laughs> anyway, well, and, um, well, I may have sat home with my kindergartner and watched that. Um, it definitely was not a movie that should have been shown in a school right. setting. I mean, that's absolutely, movie, you know. Yep. Yeah. So you just had enough and, of those things where you're like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. I had enough of those. And the icing on the cake with the movie was the school didn't want to talk to me about it. They, I sent mm. emails, I checked in, and they just didn't want to address the issue. Wow. So, yeah. If they don't want to talk to you, then you know, there's a red flag right there. So, yeah. Yeah. So what was one of your greatest challenges along the way as a homeschooler? Challenges would be the, I struggled with my daughter. I mean, you know, she didn't read so much later. Uh-huh. And so there was that struggle, like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Why isn't she, re- you know, reading? Um, so there was, that was a huge struggle. Mm-hmm. I, that was a huge struggle. And then, just dealing with the whole socialization from family, you know, the lines of questions from everyone. Mm-hmm. What about, I mean, maybe like in second grade, third grade, and I already had questions about, well, what about prom? What about <laughs> sport? What about, I'm like, we're, you know, yeah. So those were probably the biggest struggles dealing yeah. with, you know, Having to have an answer and feeling, yeah, intimidated. Of and not wanting that. to slap the people asking, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Well, I just, got done, I just got done saying to some, uh, well, actually I made this little video that kind of talked about, I always tell moms, the best thing to do is to research, 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 right? Mm-hmm. When you, when you pull your ch- kiddos out, your children, and you start to homeschool them a lot of times, well, then that's the focus, right? The focus is the academics and what, are, what do we have for the children? But it's important moms and dads that you equally are refreshing yourself with truth that you are able and capable because sometimes people actually, we, we all get the questions, right? Well, what about, are your kids going to be socialized? And then, then you got an F in math. So how are you supposed to teach your kids? And, and when we come at them, sometimes we're like frozen deer in the headlights, like, Oh, I don't really have a, an answer. Right. Cause we feel, we know it's right, but we're frozen. Right. And so then the parents are like, Oh, or the aunts and uncles, whoever. Yeah. And they're saying to the parents, Oh, she doesn't have an answer. She must yeah. not really know what to do with this whole homeschool thing. Yeah. Well, why do I care about prom for my second grader? Yeah. Well, those are the questions they bring about. <laughs> and we need to know how to answer those things. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Right. Like, that's a good, like, what, 10 years from now? Like, what? Why do I care now? Oh, yeah. I don't care now. There's all those big hitters out there, right? How about, what about college? <laughs> what, what about, right? You have a three-year-old. What about college? What about prom? <laughs> Are they ever going to have friends? Didn't you get an F in biology? Yeah. What are you going to do yeah. then? Do you get, do you even know how to use a microscope? 
Oh God. Well, it was so funny. It's like, okay, so as you know, initial, my daughter, she graduated 2020, but two going on three school years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I told my sister that I was doing this podcast, she's like, so, you know, your kids graduated a while ago. Are you even keeping up on the laws? Like, how do you, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, um, well, let's see, we're talking two, three school years. Yeah. Right. And the laws haven't changed in those two, three. I'm sure I'm pretty relevant. I like. Yes. Well, also, you've been so involved in knowing about what the Illinois school law is, homeschool law is, that if there were any possible change, you'd be right on it. And I think taking people down to Springfield with you, right? Right. Because I've done that. Yeah. I mean, we did that, we did that, what, 2010, 2011. So, yeah. I, yeah. 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 Well, let, let's jump right into that. Okay. Um, okay. So, tell us. Kind of to get, get the ball rolling, do you know of any interesting historical information or, or something that's maybe unique about the Illinois homeschool law before we get to the nuts and bolts of it? Um, I, before, um, well, see that Illinois is like known for its corruption. <laughs> I just said that to Tina before you came on. I said the same thing. So there it is, folks. There it is. You heard it straight from Nikki. Um, well, listen, when, when <laughs> four of your last seven governors, and it doesn't matter which side of the aisle we're talking about, is sitting in federal prison, um, yeah. that says a lot. I mean, yeah. let's not kid ourselves. That's a nonpartisan issue right yep. there. That's a nonpartisan, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle they are, it's, it's a nonpartisan issue here. That's funny. I mean, four of our, like, I swear, four of our last seven, eight governors are sitting in federal prison for doing bad things oh while they were governor. It's just terrible. Wow. So so does that mean the homeschool law is corrupt or is it unique because it's not? Or? It's unique because it's not. I think it's unique because it's, it's very, if we get into it, it's very lax. Mm. It is very lax and it surprises people because they're just like, oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people that's I think only, would think... I mean, there's okay, okay. Our parks are good, you know. There's some, you know, some places good to eat. But really, as far as like government goes, the homeschool. I swear, that's the only thing that's going because our taxes. Back, we're like fifth in the nation as far as taxes. Wow. I, you know, our taxes suck. Um, a lot of other things about our government sucks. Like we just said, corruption on both sides. It don't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, but our homeschool laws are actually pretty good. So that's like surprising, I think, like yeah. how, how good we got, we do got it, you know? Right. People would think that maybe Illinois would be a highly regulated state, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. It is um, not. Tell us a little that's bit. Why we went, that's why we went down in like 2010, 2011. Because one thing um, it is, is there's no registration. In Illinois, there's no registration. There's no letter of intent. There, there's nothing to submit to the government, mm. and that's one of the things that was going to happen in 2010 and 2011. And they wanted to make registration mandatory, and we went like thousands of us went down there and made ourselves seen and heard, saying we don't want that. And it didn't even make it out of hearing. It just dropped because they realized, ooh. We kind of woke the sleeping bear on this. Yeah. That's, I think, surprising that they listened, but I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that ad hoc committee. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yes. Yes, like, so Illinois doesn't have, I wouldn't say it has a real strong central um, homeschooling group, mm-hmm. um, like a real strong state homeschooling, so like a centralized state homeschooling group as like other states may. Right. Um, but there's three major homeschool groups that have um, some pull, and they're the way make up the ad hoc committee. It's um, House, which is a non-secretarian group, and then um, Illinois Christian Home Educators make up the other one, the other segment for the three, and then the Roman Catholic Home Educator Network makes mm. up the third. And together, um, the three of them make up the ad hoc. And the ad hoc committee is really it's our you know lobbyists, and they're the ones that kind of help keep, excuse me, help keep you know an ear and eye on things. They're the ones that really let um, HSBLA know what's going on because, you know, it's good if um, people have opinions about them too, but honestly, they're in Virginia and they wouldn't know what was going on in Illinois if it wasn't for the ad hoc committee letting them know what's going on, you know? Right. So, and and it's not, it's that way really with all the states. If it wasn't for other organizations or other groups within those states telling um, the HSVL say they really wouldn't know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. There's no way that they could know being based in Virginia. You know, they don't really have people here, you know. Right. So those three here, organizations, though, they work together and they actually get along and cooperate for the benefit of all homeschoolers. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. But at least when it comes to legislation things, I mean, yeah. I mean, they all, yeah, you know, when it comes to legislation things and really helping to, you know, keep an eye in the air on the legislation, yes, they really do. Hmm. Oh. That's impressive. And we will provide a link for that uh, organization in the, the show notes. So let's all say the Latin word together. It's ad hoc, <laughs> which I told Tina, let's w- let me stop the record right here. I said, oh, Tina, there's a Latin word in here and it's ad hoc. And Tina said, oh, it's ad hoc. No, in it's English community. anglicized and people say yeah. ad hoc. So, so I, yes. I normally would have said ad hoc, but then. So, so Jenny's very impressed, Nikki, that you can pronounce yeah, it in you Latin. Pr- and then Tina and I looked at each other when you said ad hoc, because that's what I would have said. <laughs> okay, can, can we just, I, I took Latin in high school, so. Yep, see, and they're in so did I. And so right off the bat, I'm just, I'm just making myself look good with this Latin thing, because I knew it was ad hoc, but I was trying to follow the crowd with ad hoc. <laughs> Don't oh, do that, Jenny, that's your first mistake. Okay, so parent requirements to homeschool in your state. Are there any? Yeah. Yeah, no, be a parent. Be a parent. Oh, be yeah, a parent. Be a parent, huh? Wow. No, that's actually, all. That's, no, that really, that really is, that really is it. Is be a parent. Um, and that, like one of my local groups, somebody was talking about, um, they were looking to hire a tutor or something to help them homeschool their kid, and it was even brought up tonight. Well, is that even legal? Can you even do that? And uh, you can. You can hire a tutor, mm-hmm. but anyway, it's, it's be a parent. Wow. If there's, yeah. That's it. That's the only parent requirements. Yeah. Be a parent. Wow. If you want to homeschool in Illinois. And you mentioned no paperwork whatsoever. No paperwork whatsoever. Just, okay. So no letter of intent, 
no registration, wow. no portfolios. Because I know there's states where you have to keep portfolio, you know, yes. no yeah. portfolios, no standardized testing requirement. Um, there's really, I don't want to say there's nothing because there are, there are rules. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get on to, but um, there's a there's a form that some people want Illinois homeschoolers to fill out, right? And some people try to make it sound like a requirement. Can you talk about that? Yes. So Illinois has a voluntary registr- voluntary registration, and um, it happened especially with COVID, and a lot of parents pull their kids out. You'll see it in flux of schools that saying um, when they say, "I want my kids pulled out." Um, there'll be, there's always an influx. It always seems to happen. Um, this time around, it seems to correlate with COVID and a lot of people just generally pulling their kids out because of COVID. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing online stuff anyways, the whole, um, yeah. uh, like all, a lot of it wasn't working for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, right? Let's just mm-hmm. be honest, you know? Right, right. Um, so there was a lot of people that pulled out. So it seems like it gets to be an influx of that or all of a sudden and, They'll say we schools may say you have to register, or schools may send out forms that mm. when you go to pull your kid out that you have to register, or you have to tell them what curriculum you're using. Um, they schools who try to flex and try to demand things that really are not a requirement. Mm. Um, so, um, so they'll from time to time there'll be an influx of, you know, of schools saying you have to do this, you have to do that. Right. But you don't. Um, you don't even have to. Um, you know, when you pull your kid out, you can just pull your kid out. There's really nothing you have to do. However, to really as a courtesy, it's really just a courtesy. Yeah. A courtesy and to help so that you have a paper trail and of like, no, I really just pulled my kids out. I just didn't like not send them to school. Right. As a courtesy there is a there is a samples of withdrawal letters out there yeah that would be just a one-time thing and only if you're pulling your kids out of the school system if your kid never went to school there's nothing to do um and and then the letter from withdrawing from public school or school or whatever it's really just a courtesy of saying hey we decided to homeschool our kid and yeah there's sample there's sample letters out there on the net that will have you cite whatever homeschool law or whatever law, actual law regarding homeschool that you just ensure the school that they're going to receive. Um, the, the, I'm looking at an example letter. It just mm-hmm. says instruction will be com- in compliance with the requirements of Chapter 5, Section 261 of the Illinois mm-hmm. School Code. You know, okay. Illinois School Code, commonly known as compulsory attendance law. Yeah. So it's just basically you just send a letter that says, yep, yeah, I'm going to homeschool and I'm going to homeschool according to the law. And, you know, thank you. Remove my kid from your record. <laughs> Adios. Yep. Why would anybody fill out the voluntary registration when it's purely voluntary? They, they all, I don't know. <laughs> like i don't get why would you why did it even exist yeah. right I don't, I don't get i mean i hear people like well the ones i hear they're really scared they're scared of why do you make sure they're doing it right and custom and i get it right because they pulled my kids out so i remember the first couple of years being really like 
nervous, not scared, nervous, but nervous. Like somebody was going to come knocking on my door to make sure right. I'm doing it all right. Yeah. And so I, and then there's some that really don't know what they're going to do. They don't know if they're going to homeschool all the way through. It's just this year. So they feel like if I did the registration form and I go back, there's going to be less, I don't know. I don't want to say trouble, mm-hmm. but you know, they just, I'm just gonna, I don't want to say anal either, because that's not right to describe them that way either. Yeah. <laughs> but they just, I, I mean, I guess like a nervous Nelly. They just yeah. really. Sure. And then there's some that feel it's necessary to do the registration, because while there's nothing on federal, um, Illinois really has nothing as far as on tax credits. There's nothing in federal on tax credits, right? Mm-hmm, right. But <laughs> Illinois does have. Um, on the state level, you can claim some education expenses. Oh. So I feel like those that feel that register feel like there'll be less questions about if their oh, yeah. expenses are, are you know. Let's see, yeah. 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 Okay. But there's really, and even if it has, it's, it's pennies. It's not a huge <laughs> thing. So it's probably not, not worth it, not giving, not worth giving, giving up your privacy. It's not worth giving up. It really is not worth giving up your privacy. It really is not worth giving up your privacy. I think, I think the max you can claim is like three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and it's very stupid picky of what counts and what doesn't count. You know, yeah. So it's just not worth. It's just not worth it. And I've heard too many horror stories of. Well, this is as looking for tax credit. It's not like you're looking for a stipend or a handout, but. Yeah. I've heard too many horror stories of people that got stipends and handouts and then turn around and order the government tons of money because the rules changed on them. Mm-hmm. And they used it for something that, you know, the government said it was no longer, you know, right. to be used for. And now you, you, you know, owe the government all kinds of money because you misuse funds. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we're back to that corruption thing in Illinois. Full circle. That's Full funny. circle. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so what I, are the age requirements? The the compulsory ages for school attendance. Dakota, I gotta double check. Compulsory age did change recently. Um. So let me. Let me. I had it up on my screen because I knew that was going to be a question. So compulsory age is six to seventeen, unless they already graduated. Hmm. Okay. So essentially kindergarten isn't required. No, kindergarten is not required. Hmm. What about uh, oversight requirements? There's, there, there, cause there's nothing to submit to the government. So there's right. nothing. So they're not going to oversee. <laughs> I mean, there is rules. I mean, you, you have to teach them sure. math, science, yep. social studies, reading, language arts, fine arts, physical education, and health. So all the basic Right. I think that's pretty much all the basic subjects, right? Right. Yeah. When they think, you know, and then there is, a, I don't want to say it's absurd, but there is the requirement that it must be taught in the English language. Interesting. Really? <laughs> really? It says that. I mean, it has to be. Must, yeah. Instruction must occur in the English language. Yep. Wow. That law must have been written some time ago for them to actually like put that in there. I wish I, I wish I to figure out the history of like why yeah 
Yeah. Like what if you're not English? I mean, what if you're not, what if you live there and your family doesn't speak English? Right. Then what? Well, then I guess you don't, I I guess you don't homeschool or you find a tutor that speaks English. I mean, wow. Now there's a loophole right there. (laughs) Talk about controlling. I mean, yeah. Well, but see, that's something like I, I got, you know, my, my grandparents have died recently, but my grandparents and I would have discussions about that because they always thought that that was, they always thought that that was weird and obscure, especially seeing, um, so my grandparents live near me, but they're in a separate public school district. I mean, than what I am. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I forget how many mile radius, but in a very short mile radius, there's like 10 public school hmm. systems. I mean, I live kind of, you know, in this area where there's, you know. Yeah. Um, so my grandparents, even though my grandparents only live like 10, a 10 minute drive for me they were a whole different public school system than what you know my house was at and their public school system um their classes in their classroom my grandparents too i mean they were taxpayers they you know even though they had great-grandchildren you know as taxpayers and now it's their great-grandchildren in the school system um you know even though my kids were homeschooled you know i had nieces and nephews that were in, are in public school and Mm-hmm. I have other chickens that have, you know, children mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So my grandparents as taxpayers knew what was going on in the school system and knew that in their school district, there was classes where the class, I mean, math, you know, math, social studies, history, all of that was either being taught in Spanish or being mm-hmm. taught in a bilingual classroom. Right. And my grandparents couldn't wrap their brain around, like, why are you required to have to be in English? Yes. The kids are the kids are doing Spanish. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it is so bizarre. Like if I was, yeah. you know, Nikki, my son-in-law's from Costa Rica, right? So and he's right. very fluent in English, but right. like if he were living there and I, I could see him or people like there's lots of Hispanic of and Latino people in Illinois, yeah. they should yeah. they should petition the state to say, um, that's our first language. Exactly. And you would provide a bilingual program if my kids were in school. So why can't I do bilingual at my right. home? That, well, that's actually, just strange. Unless things have recently changed, I think the if you remove English. I think Polish is the most popular language here in Illinois. I'll be darned. <laughs> I, unless it's recently changed. I want to say that's right. I want to say Polish. So, so interesting. But, I mean, nonetheless, the example is still valid, right? Like, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So you mentioned the subjects, but could you go over those again? Because like you said, the law does have some parameters and there mm-hmm. are certain subjects that you need to teach in a homeschool every year in Illinois, right? Right. And then of course, when you get to high school age, um, you know, when you get to high school age, the same parameters kind of apply, like in the sense, like you can just, you can determine how many years of whatever subject Mm. is reach graduation requirement. Right. So, so when you get to the high school, it's not necessarily going to be four years of every subject, right? Because you're going to determine what, graduation requirement is but um so it's math science social studies and social studies is the broader broader topic so that is you know that includes like history yeah um reading and language arts fine arts physical education and health hmm. 
Okay. So somehow includes something for those subjects every year, some way. Yeah. Some way. Yeah. Not like a full credit every year in high school, but something. Something. Okay. Or even, or even like, well, when we got to high school, like, I'll be honest, when I got to high school, my, my daughter did the equivalent of like two years of science. Mm-hmm. So that's she wasn't very big into science, you know? Yep. So, sure. so we only, I think one year we didn't have science at all, which would be no different than what my son did in the public school. I mean, yeah. he didn't have, you know, he didn't right. have a science class his senior year. I mean, yeah. they're not going to come. So you're just, you, when you get to the high school level, um, it, Illinois allows you as the administrator of your homeschool to set your graduation requirements. Yeah. People will get online and they'll look and they'll see Illinois requirements, but that's all public school. That's not, nothing to do with your homeschool. So right. you set the requirements. You decide, mm-hmm. do they need three years of math or four years of math? Yeah. Do they need, you know, two years of history? Do they need two years of science? Do they need one year of health? Yeah. You know, you well, that's decide. Good. That's so good. Right. That's good because yeah. who gets to decide, right? But right. the person learning and, and the parents. What about, I know here we have this 180 hours. That's the magical number per year that you have to. 875. Uh, yeah. 875. <laughs> what, what was one? 180 days in the public school okay. year. That's what you were thinking. 180 about. days in the public school year. 875 hours in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin of instruction. Do you have a time right. requirement in Illinois? Nope. Yeah. Nope. No time requirement, no day requirement. There, there it's a, I don't want to say it's abstract, but that's the best way to describe it. It's not only is it these subjects, but they have to be like equivalent to school. And I've always told people that ask, what does that mean? I've always told people like, listen, if you're doing something that's age and still appropriate, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're doing good. <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> And if, you know, if your school day, you know, you know, if you want to school whole, all year, school all year. If you want to school, you know, like kind of follow school year schedule, follow school year schedule. You'll know, you'll know if like one day of science, if that's really adequate. That is and, right. You will know. <laughs> you will know. I survived You're- and it's not like I ever even was in chemistry, you guys. So there it is. <laughs> but the Lord has blessed my life. That's right. That's right. Without chemistry, even. <laughs> okay. That's funny. What about, that's just so funny. What about graduation just, requirements? So you set them. Yeah, you uh-huh. can set them. You set them. <laughs> what did you do for your daughter? If we can, let's get a little personal here. Like, so Bethany graduated from your homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, what did? How did you go about deciding her graduation requirements? I um. I, I mean, I look at what the school, I look at what the state required, right? I look at what colleges were kind of wanting. I look at what the local community college was mm. wanting. And then I really took my daughter into consideration. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, you know, I knew what her strong suits were. I knew what her, you know, not so strong suits were. And while we did two years of science, we did two years of science. We did some biology and we did some horticulture. That was it. I didn't do any physics. I didn't do any chemistry. Um, because uh, you I, knew, I right? I mean, and I'm right. not even saying anything bad about chemistry or any of that. But when you look at your children yeah. and you know 
what they have a passion for, you know, at this age, especially if they want to become doctors, if they want to become agriculturists or something of the sort, (laughs) then, then they'll want to do it. And then you can arrange their, um, learning. Well, right. Right. In in that way. And they'll want to do it. So we're not saying don't do those things, but. No, I'm not saying, of course I'm not saying that don't do those things, but I'm saying like, um, and, and I guess I tempered it with the fact that my son went to public school. Mm. Um, my son, no chemistry, no physics. Mm. He was in public school. No chemistry, no physics. Yeah. Because he didn't want those. He took earth science and he took um, the our local public school authors horticulture. So he took Mm. earth science, horticulture, and life science. That's what Mm -hmm. he took. (laughs) You know, he didn't take any chemistry or physics or, you know, any of that. Um, so I, you know, so that I did, um, I did three years of math for her because math is not, um, she really was, you know, she struggled with math. So mm-hmm. I did a typical algebra, geometry, algebra two. Um, okay. Oh no, I take that back. Well, okay. So I did some algebra two with her, but we did a consumer math. So I did, mm-hmm. I still like counted it like three years. Mm-hmm. I forgot what I did on her transcript, but um, I may not have counted the algebra two. I may have just that algebra geometry and consumer math. Because right. While we did algebra too, we didn't really do enough for even a half, you know. Yeah. Yeah, half year. Mm-hmm. Um so um so that's what she had so that and then I did a little I did I did something for language arts even year. If it was even if it was just reading and literature, you know, yeah. did something. Mm-hmm. And then um and then I had I always had something for physical ed. Um you know, um, the later part of the year is just more or less like, is she just being active? I mean, she would ride her bike every day and she go on a walk, take our dog, so, you know, mm-hmm. and I just to be like, yeah, physical education check. I mean, she's yep. not sitting on the couch, you know? Exactly. No, right. chasing Puggy around. I mean, that's <laughs> right. Right. Yes. The, dog, the dog's name is Puggy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, chasing, you know, chasing the dog around. Um, you know, her cousins are, um, you know, my, some of my, some of her cousins are considerably younger than her. Um, I have, you know, some of my nieces and nephews are like five right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, running around chasing that, you know, being active with, I mean, we were, you know, and I would take her bowling or swimming, you know, so there was, you know, we were doing things. Right. So, right. um, or hiking or, you know, so we were, we were doing enough things. But it was like, yeah, physical is covered, you know. Sure. That's good. Don't need a curriculum for everything, do we? <laughs> no, no, no. And even if, you know, it's so funny because it's like, okay, so I did mostly consumer math with her and some geometry and some algebra. And we did dip in algebra too. But this girl, like, she literally, I could you not, she, I sent her to Florida to go spend some time with my mom and sister. She just came back and she came, she was so funny. She came back with math books. Aww. A <laughs> true homeschooler. Right. She came back with math books. And then what's really funny is that um, so her my brother-in-law, her uncle, took her to the store and, and obviously took their son with them. And he's I think he's 13. 13 seems about right. And so he was picking out a couple comic books 
and she picked out a couple of comic books, but then um, she had like the math book and you know, we can and gave it to our uncle because he was buying everything for them. <laughs> and <laughs> gave it to her uncle. And her uncle looked at it and said, son, you need to buy an educational book. Like you got to buy like a book, <laughs> not just a comment. <laughs> it's like, you have to buy something you're going to learn from. That's not just, <laughs> just not the comment book. And he just looked at it and he goes, you got to be like, you know, you got to be like that here. You got to buy. <laughs> He's just like, thanks. All about that passion of learning, right? Right. right. But, but now she's like, got an interest at 20 years old. I mean, she'll she'll pick it up, right? Because she chose right. it. Yeah, so. she chose it, right? Right. She'll pick it up and she chose it. And she'll watch, even though she really didn't want to get into all that physics and hmm. chemistry and stuff like that, she'll watch stuff. And yeah. she'll be like, Mom, she 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 teaches me and tells me that like at 20, I we never cover that stuff, but she'll be like, Mom. Do you know what urge, urge, I don't well, no, don't, because I'm, I'm going to say it wrong, but there's this, I don't know, this gel stuff they make. It's like a jelly, but it's super heat resistant. It won't melt, and huh. I don't know. She just, she watches all this stuff, and she reads up all this stuff, and yeah. Wow. Isn't that just exactly how life works? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't all have the answers to every single thing, but I, I look at adults. And, you know, once you get a job, once you enter into adulthood, you're a working person, you really learn a lot of stuff on hand and you learn more, the more deep you enter life, right? Mm-hmm. The more you live, the more. So our job as parents is really to lay that foundation mm-hmm. that give them a choice, a buffet of different things so that they can explore and they can figure out what that is they, they find interest in it instead of just, you know putting things out there, you know, saying you have to learn this for no apparent reason <laughs> because I like it, you know, I mean. And even though my son went to the public school for his high school years, he still has that same math for stuff, mm. you know, and, yeah. and I contributed that hunger stuff, and I really contributed from him being at home all the way up to eighth grade. Yep, yeah. for sure. And, and I, and I, and I, and I, um, so like some of the teachers at the at the public high school, like I know um, from outside the high school, from other things, like from church and other, you know, other mm-hmm. things. So I actually knew some of the staff, staff that then got to know my kid more because, you know, he's there in the building. Would be like, we really enjoy having him in our class. Or mm-hmm. when is he going to take, or I had one, when is he going to take my class? <laughs> Where is he going to sign up for? Because they want him. Because yeah, because he enjoyed he learning. Was, he enjoyed learning. He, you so know, good. yeah. Yeah, homeschoolers shine bright. They really, really do. Nikki, tell the story of Evan going into freshman English. You were so worried about his writing and what happened with that. I think it's hilarious. Oh, this okay. This this, okay. So there's no standardized test. There's none of that, right? Yeah. No registration. None of that. Mm -mm. Um, I did have him take. I did have him take a standardized test before going up to the public high school to register him. So I did have him take one, but I didn't like, I didn't have this. I didn't actually. Okay. So yes, I had him take one. Yes. I brought it with me, but did I actually produce it to the school? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Where would you take it not handed? Because I took it because I didn't know what I was going to be really facing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know really how they were going to receive him um, and stuff. And so um, she, they did ask and about scores and things like that. And I said, well, I said, Illinois doesn't require standardized tests, you know? Right. And so they were like, okay. And stuff. So they said, well, we're just going to put him. They said, okay, so we're going to put him in all the standard classes. Mm-hmm. You know, like as far as the reading goes, or as far as English goes and math goes, we're just going to put him in the standard classes. Right. And then we'll have him take our assessment test and move him accordingly. You know, mm-hmm. so I think he's fine. So they put him in the regular classes. They gave him an uh, assessment test that first week of school. And then they called me to tell me about his assessment class test. Mm-hmm. They, now, which she is what to say. So writing was not a strong suit uh-huh. of his. Um, reading comprehension, yes. But writing, like, writing was just not his strong suit, right? I really didn't get into, like, writing essays and things because he just wasn't quite there right. yet. Sure. So, and you were worried when they made this phone call to you. I remember. Yeah. I, yeah. So based on their assessment, they said he needs to be an AP English. Wow. <laughs> Bravo. I was like, uh, like hold the train. Oh, no, we want yeah. to put him in. And they, which is like great because it makes me feel great, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, no, because like, no, like his AP, I know what that means. That means a lot of right. No. Uh, um, yeah. But on the flip side, they also said, they, they also said his math skills are so great. He actually should be in geometry. Wow. Look at that. But, but they refused to put him in geometry. Oh. Because at home, um, the text we used, we used Saxon mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And we only got through Saxon pre-algebra. Oh. So they didn't want him skipping algebra. <laughs> even though he aced the test. Yeah, even though they even wanted though, him to go to the next. Yeah. Uh, even though he aced the test in math. Yeah. And I was like, yes, just put him in geometry. I was like, yes, put the boy in geometry, right? It's math. Right. <laughs> put him in geometry. They were like, No. Wow. We're, no, we're, but we want to put him in AP English. And I'm like, uh, no. Wow. I just remember I thinking like, how funny it was that you were so worried about his writing. Yeah. And then compared to public school peers, he was advanced, far advanced, any of his peers. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what homeschooling does. It sure does. And so moms and dads take resonate with that. That happens more often than it doesn't happen. Exactly. Everybody gets so worried, you know, and homeschoolers sometimes in the back of their mind have this feeling of, well, what if they want to go back to school? I, I need mm-hmm. to make sure they're always ready to go back to school. But the truth is no, they'll be ready. They'll be ready. <laughs> well, what so about, the, I'm sorry, yeah. go on. No, but by the time, so by the time, so the, he finished out freshman year, he finished out sophomore year, junior year, they actually moved him up to like an AP track record for math because mm. his teachers were like, hey, that's a belong over here. <laughs> Which his mama knew right from the get-go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I knew right from the get-go. 
<laughs> and he did. He ended up taking like AP. I don't know. He took a few AP classes. Yeah. I it was all said and done, but hmm. yeah. Learning. Yeah. Learning is so natural. It's so <laughs> natural. Nikki, do you have any parting thoughts? Oh, wait, we, we've skipped something, Jenny. Oh. Uh, are there any, <laughs> skip something. are Hold there on. any vaccination requirements Ooh. of homeschoolers in, uh, for you guys? The hot oh, button and I almost skipped it. I know, but I asked because I know that it is required in some states, so we don't want to skip it. Yeah. So. Okay. So, well, dental, there's a dental thing here. I want to say technically, yes. Like they should be like vaccinated, uh-huh. but at the same time, if you didn't, you know, there's also the exemptions, right? Like if you go to school, you can get the exemptions. Yeah. So if you're not vaccinated or you're delayed vaccinated, you're going to be fine. You know, you don't have to prove I mean, anything to anybody. You know, well, I think technically you should have like a piece of paper on file that says we're like at, you know, but at the same time, there's nobody to my paperwork too. And that's just a minor paperwork if something ever happened where you just need to produce a piece of paper. You're going to get a piece of paper. I mean, the doctor's going to be like, yeah, we're on a delay, you know. Right. You're going to do whatever. You know, I vaxxed my kids, so I never really, you know, most people I know vax their kids, but I also delayed vax my kids. Like, there were some vax we skipped. Some vaccine delay, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Delay. We did our own. That was, that was the other thing too. That was so funny. We were talk about that. So, so we, you know, delay to back table, right? And sometimes it was like a little bit early, but this is what's so funny. So the high school when we when I sent my son to public mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. after he was in the high school for about I don't know a week or two, I get a I get an email from the school there that says he needs the chicken pox vaccine. <laughs> and I was like, why does he need a chicken pox vaccine? And they're like, well, they said he got his second dose before his second birthday. So that's considered invalid as far as the you know, school code is concerned. And <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I'm looking at his vax record. And I'm looking on what his second birthday is, right? His birthday was on a Sunday. He got his vaccine the Friday before his birthday. Oh my gosh. <sighs> wow. So I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give my kid another, if you know anything about vaccines, yeah. I mean, we're not we're talking about a 13, 14 year old. And we're talking yeah. about a vaccine when he was two. Mm. <laughs> if you know anything about vaccines and duration and time and right, yeah, you know it really doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yes, okay? and the two days is not going to make a difference. So the two days are not going to make a difference. Mm. So I I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, "Well, we're just gonna, well, it, you know, well he technically got it early, so you should give him another one." And I said to my, this is what I said to my doctor. I said, "Okay, well." fine if you're saying i that this is fine this this then you need to tell me what developmental milestone my son would have made in 48 hours that would have made the vaccine irrelevant 
Right. What's the answer? What's the answer? <laughs> What's the answer? What? What? What, what milestone? Yeah. In a forty-eight hour. How, you know, 48 hours, because yep. we're literally talking 48 hours that would make it irrelevant. Mm. And the doctor had no answer for me. I bet. So the, doctor, the doctor wrote a letter for mm. me to give this thing and say, he's, he's back. He's, he's fine. He's, you know, it's fine. They don't oh, like fine. it when you ask questions, Nikki. No, 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 they don't. And I, but like, I guess that's another thing too. Like, just don't blindly be like, okay, they need to ask questions. That's right. <laughs> you know, ask questions. Call back and whatever. Just ask questions. Yep. About everything. <laughs> yeah. About everything. Just ask questions. Because you have you the know, right. They're your kids. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to do it, then do it. I, I'm not going to tell you don't. I mean, it's not like that, but. You know, but I wanted to know what could have possibly happened in a 48 hour period that would have made it irrelevant. Yeah. It's all about using those logic skills, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's what it all comes down to. Ironically, though, this is what I find ironic, though, because, you know, if you remember, you know, to go full circle, my kids started in a public school system, right? Oh, yeah. So my son started at kindergarten. He went to school for kindergarten yep. and he went to school in first grade. So what the heck happened that at kindergarten and first grade, it was fine. Ah, and then all of a sudden right? at high school, it wasn't, that's a really good point. Yeah. And all that he did in high school, it wasn't. Huh. And I can, and I can guarantee you that if he stayed in the school all that time, the high school never, never would have told me, Oh, wait, there's something wrong with his vaccine record. Right. <laughs> you know, wow. I, you Good know. for you for advocating though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. are there any other important little pieces of information that we didn't cover, Nikki? I don't think so. I think we covered, every, we, we talked about the ad hoc. We talked about what actually is required, how it has to be in English. I think we're, I think we're good. So that means that you must surely have some parting thoughts on what it's like to homeschool there in Illinois. Just, I don't want to say just do you, but <laughs> <laughs> just, just honestly, just, you know, oh, you know, just be present for your kids, be tuned into them. You know, and, and don't worry about the Joneses. What the mm. Joneses are doing doesn't really matter. That's right. You know, it doesn't really matter. I think one of the questions in the um, pre in the you guys gave me to friends, like, you know, what do you, you know, what is the most important thing you, you know, take away from your homeschooling? Yep. I think the most important takeaway from my homeschooling is that my kids as young adults, and even though we, um, you know, cause they develop their own political opinions and their, their own, you know, opinions on things, um, even though we're, we don't necessarily agree on everything, mm-hmm. my kids are okay with talking to me about it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I can actually have conversations with them. They're not, you know, they're not dirty debate, but, you know, I can actually tell them, like, uh, I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. And they can tell me, well, I don't think that's right. And we can actually have a discussion on why we believe what we believe. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really because I really got to know my kids, right? And I got to spend a lot of time with them and I really got to know them and I really got to know, and they got to know that, you know, they can actually have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is, and I think that's been the biggest blessing that I received from homeschooling is that mm-hmm. my kids, you know, even though, like I said, they, we may not agree on a lot of things right now, like politically and religion and, you know, all that stuff. I, I'm not just hard by that so much in the sense that my kids are actually still talking to you, you know, mm-hmm. and they can have those discussions with me. And even though we disagree, we're just still talking, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That, yeah. And I don't think that would have been possible if, if they were at school. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I would have that kind of relationship. So. Right. Well, that Absolutely. is beautiful. Nikki, thank you for chatting with us about the Illinois laws and everything else. Moms and dads. Wow. There are so many reasons to homeschool. So many reasons. But the biggest reason that I think we can all agree as moms and dads is because God gave you your children for such a time as this. Life is unpredictable and time is short. And so the blessing of being able to be with your kiddos all the time, know what you're pouring into them. You won't have to undo. That is reason enough. Be blessed moms and dads and know that you are enough for your children. Mm -hmm. 